Hey y'all, it's Anne. Welcome back to But Not All at Once. If you're thinking there's no music, there's no intro, what is happening? Um, well, that's a great question on a lot of different levels, actually. What's happening is that this is initially a Patreon episode, something that goes to subscribers and supporters first, um, and then out to the wider world, and things are just a little bit more casual over there. And the other thing that is happening is um, while you read the news and the world is happening and awful things are happening and I'm parked as I speak to you in front of an elementary school um, where I have been and will be all day long for end of the year celebrations, reading to hopeful little faces, awards and special lunches with little girls wearing unicorn headbands and the juxtaposition of the headlines today and the way that I'm spending my time coordinating with clients whose concern is um, our nation and also their social media presence. Is it appropriate to say anything, to say nothing, to just go dark? Most people just want to curl up in the fetal position and go in complete turtle mode, pull their head in their shell, get under the covers with a, the m- world's most weighted blanket. Um, so today is a weird day and I thought I would talk about a few things, where I've been, where the world is today, and where I hope that you will be. Um, And that sounds like a 50-hour lecture series, I'm sure. Do I have notes? No. Do I have a big mouth and a microphone? Yes, I do. And um, if you hear children playing in the background, because I can look at a playground as I speak to you, then maybe that will just underscore everything that's happening here today. So this is not going to be a uh, political rant because I am not qualified to speak to you knowledgeably about the intricacies of law and morals and mental health. What I am eminently qualified to do, however, is tell you how I'm feeling, how it's okay to feel, which spoiler alert, it's okay to feel anything. Um, and what we can do from here, what I hope we do from here. Lately, despite the name of the podcast, but not all at once, I have been attempting to do it all at once, which is why there hasn't been an episode since April. I don't think I've gone more than maybe a week or two in the full three years since the podcast launch. We, we've missed the podcast's third birthday, so we will have to celebrate that this summer um, with huge client projects and life commitments and a lot of work that just happened to have deadlines coordinating with one another and a perfect storm of things I am fortunate and thankful and wonderful to have. But they have just, in addition to providing a creative release, which is what this podcast is, also kept me really busy, really busy to the point of prioritizing um, my just survival. Survival seems like a silly word for someone who has spent more nights in a children's hospital than she ever wants to think about. I can't imagine that Anne of a few years ago would have heard me use that word and taken it seriously. But I want you to know that if you have not spent the night, spent the night in a children's hospital, and and I hope that you haven't, that doesn't mean you're not allowed to just survive, to just doggy paddle, swim through, that if the weight of current events, if personal relationships, personal growth, job struggles, financial struggles, 
marriage struggles, if any or all of those things are weighing you down, um, it's okay to say you're just surviving. A, it's okay just to survive and B, it's okay to say you're just surviving. You don't have to have a 12 inch thick medical chart. Uh, let's pretend they still print medical charts on paper and you don't have to have a diagnosis or an emergency or a crisis to just be getting by for a moment. Um, that's, that's not required. You're allowed to take a moment. That's something that really stuck with me. And I'm actually going to look it up as we speak and hope that this elementary school's, um, you know, ability to provide internet to all of the visiting parents holds up while I find this cheap for you. But one of our very favorite guests, Meredith Jaggard, who was uh, the guest in our very first episode ever. And um, then in an update that we did last year, said something recently. And no, the data here is not going to let me find the story for you. But she is in the Bay Area. She was getting on a bus recently. And she's someone uh, with MS, whose physical capabilities change from day to day. And um, she shared a story that has really stuck with me. She said, when I got on the bus this morning, by the way, I'm sorry, Wi-Fi for bad mouthing you. Thank you for working. When I got on the bus this morning, my driver asked how I was. I told him I was slow today and struggling a bit. He looked me dead in the eye and said, no one said you have to go fast. And I've thought about that a hundred times today. Um, I love that. I love that so much. I'm going to think about it all the time. And it reminds me of this story I read. I, I love to read about, um, you know, the Paul Newman, Joanne Woodward's of the world, the Paul McCartney, Linda Eastman's of the world. But I've heard Paul McCartney say that his late wife changed his life when he told her he was tired one time. I think this was shortly after he left the Beatles. He'd been so productive and so profitable for so many people, and it was paramount to the survival of businesses and all manner of folks. And all of a sudden, he was tired and not with the Beatles, and his wife looked at him and said, it's allowed. He talked about how freeing that felt. Um, and... So I want to say that to you, if you're tired, if you're sad, if you're just surviving, whether that's a single day because of the headlines of today, or if that's a longer stretch of time that you're in, I'm trying to avoid the Christianese word of season, which I toss about a good bit. It's allowed. You're allowed to be there. So let me be vulnerable and tell you about something that I've been ashamed of. And the reason that I've been avoiding you a little bit is that I just don't have enough time in the day lately. Um, for children and a PR business and a social media content business. Um, the people that I rely on kind of in my extended network to do some uh, subcontracts or lend hands, everyone's carrying and doing and building and unpacking and healing from all manner of things. Um, and I just can't keep up. I'm working or thinking about work or talking about work or not doing it, but it's still in the back of my mind a lot. And I feel a lot of shame for the fact that there are still stacks of Patreon cards already written and addressed. I just haven't mailed them or separated out the fun part, the sticker pack, the amazing, nostalgic Y2K favorite TV show stickers that I was so delighted to collect. I've had this stuff for two months now almost. And I have been afraid, ashamed, embarrassed to come and say, guys, I'm up to my eyeballs. I'm still here. I still love you. I hope you're going to listen when we come back. 
I mean all of that, by the way. I I have some incredible things, not just coming, but already recorded that need to be edited, that need to be released. We have got some of uh, incredible content from the birds and the bees, which is a discussion that I know that you're going to want to hear. And it's two women who were recommended to me so many times. Um, a discussion with Ashley and Dino Patron, who are arrows and bow. Um, that's, I mean, I think they came out with a book and shared it with their three quarters of a million followers. And it's just cooling its heels on the cloud somewhere because I'm, just taking advantage of every opportunity to either drink all the water, try to get some sleep, be with my kids, have a conversation with my husband that isn't about work or just work. And when you're the boss, but also the employee, it's a weird dichotomy. And I'm not complaining about it. I'm just explaining why you haven't seen a ton of me because I've been trying to do it all at once, despite the words that you'll see on your phone right now that should tell me by the very name of this podcast, it's impossible. Um, and other people in their lives are feeling overloaded as well. It's a challenge. We're coming out of two years of collective trauma. And this morning I got up early, was taking a shower, washing my hair. By the way, did the back of my hair get dry before I came to after Carline and came to the second school for the first awards thing? No, it didn't. Did I sit in the front of the class so everyone could see? Sure. Absolutely, I did. Um, but it was a great shower. I was in there exfoliating, feeling like, look at me in a cold shower, by the way, because I'm working on my vagus nerve and improving my nervous system. And I'm such a grown lady. And then I remembered what the news looked like last night. And I remembered the number and I remembered the ages and I buckled like a bent at the waist. And then you feel guilty for feeling sad about children that aren't even yours. What about those families? You spiral into a million places. I've, I've tried not to let myself go to last night. What broke my heart was the thought that of, I believe now the count is 19 children who didn't come home last night. Um, undoubtedly, I don't know, eight were basically pushed out of a moving car on two wheels with one shoe on. Their parents are holding on for dear life at the end of the school year. Perhaps they were told to move faster or hurry up. Perhaps their parents said, I can't bring that lunchbox. I've got this meeting and I told you about that. You need to remember. Morning is not always our finest time. And it broke my heart on top of everything, that specific detail which probably is very telling about me. But I want to tell you what it's okay to feel right now, what I hope for you. Um, I hope that, first of all, you can forgive me for being away for seven weeks and also imagining that I'm important enough in your lives for you to even notice that you're standing there tapping your toes. Um, For Patreon supporters who I've promised things to that are in the can and just not... Margot Guy's amazing update, um, an episode on narcissism, all, all kinds of things. We have plans of this e-newsletter, which coincided with a new client that just took some time to get off the ground. So that will have to come this summer. There's a hard stop for me on a number of big things July 1st, and I'm excited to maybe try in the month of July to do 
like a live Zoom hangout or maybe a real hangout. Um, and so I'm vacillating and being really vulnerable here. And uh, we have an episode on ADHD coming up because I learned over Christmas break that I have ADHD. If you're a longtime listener, this may not surprise you. Bradley pointed out to me over the weekend that I tell long windy stories and as I realize they're winding and I can't connect the dots, I try to come back to the point and preface it with all that to say and he's entirely right. Um, But you can feel sad. You can feel frustrated. Um, And I'm jumping with my ADHD, by the way, into the next segment. Um, You can feel frustrated. You can feel like you don't want to talk about it. You can feel totally numb. This was the end of the school year. I was already mad about a Southern Baptist Convention report that came out about the expectations of parents and teachers two years after COVID. I was already sad and feeling weighed down by a lot of things before the shooting happened. But what I want you to know is that um, I want you to try not to take things personally. And by that, I don't mean the news or the world. I want you to try to remember that other people are carrying all of this and probably a lot more stuff we, we don't even know they might be holding on to. If someone's not returning your text, um, if someone has not mailed you the stickers, if someone bails on six weeks of podcasts, if someone at work is brisker than normal, if someone's voicemail box is full, if it takes three emails to get what it should only take one email to, to get, I, I want you to remember that um, in both an encouraging and sort of a admonishing way, everyone else is in this leaky boat. Um, and that means that in addition to cutting yourself some slack and just checking the box, I think that's one of the first episodes, first pep talks, especially we ever recorded, just do the thing, check the box, doesn't have to be five course gourmet, just feed the child. Um Allow that same space for other people and allow an opportunity for connection for, for someone you're not necessarily the closest to, to see your sad eyes at an award ceremony and sit next to you and take a picture of you with your kid and exchange a knowing glance. I tried my best not to weep through a storybook. I was reading a classroom of big eyed second graders because I didn't want to scare them. But all I kept thinking was every adult that works here has read the same headlines I have and my goodness, what are, what are we asking them to do? None of this is really making sense, but I found that, um, in addition to being crunched for time now, um, I am desperate for little moments of connection today. That is how I process things verbally and hearing encouraging words from people I love. I tried to listen to podcasts, nothing, uh, with the word murder in the title, which seems to be everything Apple wants to recommend today is appropriate. I was listening to an art history episode of, which was wonderful, but I don't have the brain capacity for that today. I'm trying to make clients social media go dark if they want it to respond to editors as I'm pitching stories for people. And I want to say like, thanks for even responding to this email when I know that you too are a human who's reading hard things. Um, Open up that space for yourself and for other people just to have little quick moments of connection. And that's why this rambling thing is even being made to allow me to say to myself what I wish I could hear in this moment and to say to you, um, I see it too. 
It's a, it's, it's really awful. Um, I can't fix it right now. The way this is going to put a lump in my throat, the way that I have described my husband for a long time. And, and this is the way that I would have described my parents uh, when I was a child as well is <laughs> not that he's my parent, but there is a, a certainty in me that in a hard moment, if Bradley can't fix it, he's going to make me feel better about what can't be fixed. I can't make you feel better about this tremendous loss of life. I can't fix it in a day. We're going to pull some resources together. We're going to talk to some people who can help us advocate, speak to our lawmakers who can help us do something with this hurt. There's a reason your body wants to complete the stress cycle by running or punching something, um, something fulfilling, something that tells your nervous system, just like a cold shower. Um, by the way, that is the most ADHD connection. I'm skipping all over and I'm sorry. Something that tells your body that the threat is done. You're okay. You're safe. Um, being productive for me is that thing. I want to do something with the hurt. Unless it's the hurt that's been done to me independently, and in which case I want to curl up in a ball, rock back and forth, eat mashed potatoes, um, and just nap. But when it is a mixture of grief and candidly rage, like really deep down, if I'm honest, ugly as it is, but I've already admitted I feel ashamed about something today, and that's a spot I don't love to be in. So why not tell you that I do feel rage? this shouldn't be happening. It feels wrong. It feels wrong. It is wrong. C.S. Lewis talked about, you know, if we, if we find in ourselves like a desire, nothing in this world can satisfy. It's because we weren't made for this world and that our moral code, like we, we have that knowledge. We, we understand when things in this world are not right. And that's not because we were taught the morals of this world. It's because we were born to understand and appreciate that people matter, small people, etc. especially they matter. We were, we were born with that innate knowledge. The world didn't have to teach us that. So I want you to put people first today to be like wrapped in cotton batting gentle to put like bowling lane bumpers up around your life. If you don't have to do it today, don't do it. If it can be dino chicken nuggets. Um, and I mean, don't even make craft Mac and cheese. What, what are we just Michelin five-star chefs? Absolutely not. Um, microwave some steamed green beans, throw some applesauce in a bowl. Bada bing, bada boom. If it doesn't have to be done, don't do it. If it can be done another time, push it. Offer to reschedule mandatory things for other people. If you have the ability to shift things around, be someone who forgives the forgotten email, speak gently. I think I I emailed the dentist to make sure an appointment was canceled and they'd already responded that it was and I missed it. And now I don't really have the email access because the internet's wonky and you get it. I hope that lady's going to be gentle with me. My point is that you deserve kindness. You deserve to feel rage. We're going to find ways to channel that for now. I recommend like jumping up and down, punching the air. I don't know, doing roundhouse kicks to invisible monsters in your backyard, but there will be 
some warming up of our number punching fingers and we will be calling people. We will be sending emails. Uh, We will not let this pass and have happened in vain. If you were just surviving before this, we're not going to beat ourselves up about that. This isn't a genuinely challenging time of year. Mother's Day, Father's Day, the the uncertainty of summer, childcare, finances, everything's expensive. We can't find the things that we need. Work is hard. People are hard. It's, It's all crazy. If you were just getting by and this news might break you, that's why I'm not really talking much about it directly. Because I feel a little numb inside, actually. Like I'm intellectualizing, as a therapist would tell you, I'm intellectualizing these feelings. But I'm not really feel feeling them, which is why I don't want to smash bottles against a wall or punch a, a stuffed animal. It's how I'm getting through a day around hundreds of small children who deserve better, who deserve people who will stand up for them, who deserve a safe place, teachers who literally just want to make our children happy and successful and let them know they're loved. And that's what I want to do for you. So if hearing a voice, any voice in your AirPods was, was helpful, then that's a gift to me. If hearing where I've been and that I'm coming back and how many great things are in store matters, then amazing. Thank you for being here. Um, I see the downloads. I know that y'all are listening to the back catalogs. I'm so thankful for that. There are a million stories um, in the, you know, warehouse of years behind us. And they're really good ones. I can't wait to share more with you to edit the ones that have been recorded to work my way through. I'm going to try to find joy in some tiny things today, reading a book to a class, sitting outside and just being for a moment, not expecting more of myself than that. And I'm going to be really thankful for people like you who are here and who listen And if we run into each other at the grocery store and you want a hug, I'll give you one. And if you just want a look of acknowledgement that says, I also feel this, then um, I can do that too. So take really good care of yourself and know that by taking care of yourself, you are fixing the only little corner of the world that you have control over in this moment. And you're not alone in trying to do that. We'll find ways to change bigger capital T things soon. But right now is a time, but we're holding space, as Brene Brown would say, and collective grief. And if you're already grieving about something else and you just can't, that's okay. No, no one's demanding anything of you. So let's not demand it of each other. I will uh, talk to you soon. Thank you for being here. Bye, guys.